0: This episode is brought to you by Italy International Academy, the toughest Italian wine program. 1000 candidates have produced 262 Italian wine ambassadors to date. Next courses in Hong Kong, Russia, New York and Verona. Think you make the cut? Apply now at vinitalyinternational.com. Thanks for tuning into my new show, Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. I'm Steve Ray, author of the book, How to Get U.S. Market Ready. And in my previous podcast, I shared some of the lessons I've learned from 30 years in the wine and spirits business, helping brands enter and grow in the U.S. market. This series will be dedicated to the personalities who have been working in the Italian wine sector in the U.S., their experiences, challenges, and personal stories. I'll uncover the roads that they walked, shedding light on current trends, business strategies, and their unique brands. So thanks for listening in, and let's get to the interview. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. This week, I'm pleased to have as my guest, Laurie Miat, who is uh, the founder and uh, president of Outshinery. Lori, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Steve. Pleased to be
0: here. So uh, we first met, spoke. I don't think we met in person, but somehow we got connected about five years ago. And you had just started this thing. And I remember when you were telling me about it, I thought, which which often happens to me when I hear about something for the first time, eh, that's not going to work. <laughs> and, and, well, it wasn't just you personally, but you just, but, but here we are in a new world order, so to speak, where visuals And label recognition and things like that are commonplace or a commonplace. You were kind of way ahead of the curve. I was wrong. You were right. Tell me about where Outchinery came from. Actually, first start, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to this, and then we can talk about Outchinery.
1: So I'm from France originally, hence the accent, Burgundy to be precise. So I was born in the world of wine and studied graphic design in France and moved to Canada soon after I graduated and started designing wine labels, which honestly was a dream come true. Like you get to design for wine and get a lot of free wine in the process. So I developed a brand uh, for the Okanagan here in British Columbia. I'm calling from Vancouver, BC, uh, but also, you know, and uh, but because of the internet, you know, I would design also wine brands for Chile, for the US and so on, like it didn't matter. One thing i noticed uh, throughout my career was the difficulty to get quality bottle imagery. So bottle shots, lifestyle images. And at the beginning, it was really a full disclosure, more of a personal problem as in, I spent so much time, you know, sweat and tears to develop what I'd like to think like excellent packaging But then it it all fell flat when it came to the representation, maybe like in ads, on websites, or for my portfolio. Fast forward, though, like the world of wine and how to sell wine has evolved quite a bit, and even more so in the last two years, where, of course, like DTC is like ramping up and, uh, you know, more and more like uh, e-premises and such as like Drizzly and all the retailers. And so it wasn't just me having... Issues with quality bottle shots. It was also all my clients. I'm a I'm a doer at heart. I hate complaining. So one day when I saw it's a true story when I went to see Jurassic World uh, at the movies, I just left the theater and thought, Oh come on, we can do dinosaur like T Rex. that use CGI computer generated imagery that look pretty damn realistic. Uh, surely we can apply that technology. To the world of wine, to make it like cost efficient and control quality, and that's how our channel was born. So it was just out of my own frustration. Started with my own clients, design clients that were really feeling the pain of that um, lack of imagery. And then fast forward, you know, five years. Uh, apparently, it wasn't such a crazy idea. Like maybe you had thought at the beginning, like you mentioned. And we work now with over two thousand five hundred brands for from all over the world, from Australia to South Africa, of course, quite a bit in the States as well. Yeah, we're just, and we're just getting started. Very excited.
0: Yeah, the uh, the whole issue of, my issue is I did not have my eyes open and didn't realize how important this was going to be, but I, it, it comes, it's endemic. I, I see it every day when you look up a wine online especially on your cell phone, and it's it's not formatted to fit the cell phone, and it's stretched, or it's poor quality, or it's unreadable. Mm-hmm. Or it's missing. Or it's, it's somebody put a flat square label on a round bottle and didn't Photoshop it in, and it looked horrible. Um, unnatural, I guess, is the way to think about it. The, the interesting thing you told me, which I think is, well, interesting, you don't need the bottles...
1: To, to photograph them. Explain how that works. Right. Sometimes I forget about that detail. So unlike traditional photography, we don't need uh, physical samples. Uh, we only need uh, the label files, what you send to print. And if you have a special capsule, like a special Stelvin, let's say, we also need that file. Again, okay. nothing more than what you supplied your um, you know, your printer with. Uh, and then we have a very detailed, yet very easy like questionnaire, such as the color of your glass exactly what is the mold that you're using It's not an approximation like we have last time I checked like over 150 different wine bottle shapes uh, you know to make sure it's exactly the right slop of the shoulder, the right punt, all of that. So you enter this, upload your label artwork and then within three business days we submit to you uh, online proof like photo proof to review. So we want to make sure that you're exactly happy with how everything is represented which typically, again, you do not have with a traditional photographer. And usually by the time we send you the proof, it would have been just the time that maybe the photographer would have received the physical sample at his door, and uh, let alone like, started to photograph it. So then we make sure you're super happy. If you have some revisions, uh, we make sure like, to apply them and like, submit again for you for review. And we do so until you are perfectly Happy. Uh, Usually, it's you know uh, it happens all very fast, and then you receive final files like high res uh, TIFF format, which is great for printing, like magazine and so on, and then PNG and JPEGs. And if you do communicate um, with us, like your e-commerce platform, may it be Y-direct, Commerce Seven, Trolley, we also make sure to prep uh, in the correct size uh, those assets. So you really just have to you know log in into your. Your web app, and then like upload um, the right asset, and they will display the way you want to, not stretch, not missing, like bright, crisp, and
0: uh, enticing. So, answer this question for me. I talk to so many wineries and spirit producers, the same thing. And when it comes to the bottle, the the imagery, oh, that's good enough. Where they may have shot it themselves with you know a, a lens that's too wide, and so the bottle looks like it's you know bulbous in the middle. Or you know, just things are are not right. Why is okay not
1: okay? Okay is not okay. <laughs> First impressions matter. Like we do judge a book by its cover. I know it's it's harsh, but that's also true to the world of wine.
0: Well, that's the whole point about label design, and you know, it's 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 the last meter. It's what what your eye is going to catch. As you spend that much time on label, why don't you spend that much time on? The photography, that's the real question. Absolutely. like You don't have the answer to it, except people aren't, I guess, so sophisticated about that kind of promotional stuff. They don't see the importance.
1: Yeah, like I think like just to look a bit outside the, the world of wine, which I think sometimes we are a bit guilty of not doing enough as an industry. I love looking at this Airbnb studio, for example, which I know just the Airbnb is in the business of more like rentals. But they did a a study in 2021 saying that listings, so like places to stay at with professional photography, so properly lit, properly shot, you know, the right lens, properly styled, uh, get up to 20% more bookings. It's exactly the same booking. Photos, like they ask their user, their guests, how they call them, photos are one of the top three uh, items that a guest will make that decision from. Pricing, of course, is important, and the location. So after pricing and location, I check the quality of the photography, how enticing it is, is what will make somebody choose this place over another. And we we would fool ourselves thinking that it's not the same for the world of wine, of course. Like same price point, Pinot Noir from relatively like you know Sonoma in both cases. One has a beautiful packaging that I can actually read the label that just doesn't look out of Craigslist, Uh, and the other one is just. Like pixel, like ugly. Which one would I choose as a customer? Like as a potential customer? Like it's a, it's a no brainer. Yeah, I guess
0: it is. But then then the the related issue. You used a, a phrase about. Uh... Taking a selfie, would you share that with me again?
1: Yeah, and, and exactly. And the reality is we, uh, wine industry, know how hard it is to take a great pictures of a wine bottle. Uh, it's a joke often. It's like taking a selfie in a house of mirror, right? It's a round surface. It's highly reflective. Uh, sometimes it's transparent. I'm thinking of rosé, Sauvignon Blanc. So it's genuinely, even for a professional photograph, tricky to get this image uh, you know right and enticing so really like when we leverage 3d technology like outshinery instead we have much more control and guaranteed quality that way it's just it's hard it's not it's not a technology issue it's not like the quality of your camera in your iphone that's an issue it's really the setup the environment and maybe once in a blue moon you get it right but then you have to repeat it Again and again, because the chances are you are releasing more than one wine, is pretty high.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we'll get into the the economics of it and and the cost efficiency and the applicability of it, particularly to e-commerce, but also in a whole bunch of, of other things. So the concept of a high quality image is fundamental to selling the product. And for some reason, there's this disconnect between people investing the time and energy to do it. So one of the things that's changed is the way people do search. Uh, when we had our initial conversation, you were talking about that. Can can you speak more about that and the impact of some new technologies?
1: Yeah, I think you know people are looking at wine from very like different angles or different like channels. Uh, it's not just like one way. Like nobody is just doing only Vivino or nobody is just doing like. The DTC website of that particular winery. The reality is, you always want your wine to be described, you know, properly to have like all the, you know, like varietal and like origin and all of that. But also, you want the associated perfect image that represent your product and in its best light, hence the name uh, Um And that's really important because that image would be used on your DTC website, on the e-premises like I mentioned, like maybe like retailers or like your distributor. Uh, it will also be used for all like your PR material. Um, and what I mean by that, you may get a write-up in the local newspaper. I can tell you from experience
0: I need a high-res picture. <laughs> yes.
1: You do need a high-res picture. And, you know, like often write up the feature one, two, three wines, right? Like, a, like, and tell you what, they will always put front and forward the one that has a high-res pictures and we only print one because it just looks better on the newspaper. Like humans are visual creature. Like it's evolution, like without getting into the science, but like it's really like a most developed sense. So making it easy And um, high quality is just like really, and it's not expensive, uh, one of the best return on investment. You've gone so far. It's so hard to produce great wine, great label. It's just why stop at the the last percent, if you will, of like that process. Um, And then I think it's something that you spoke uh, about before, Steve, as well. Uh, You know, you don't have control on how, where people get your wine bottle images and a lot of services, just like what we call like scrap the web, you know, they just pick whatever like kind of comes first in, you know, Google or whatever you want to call it. And having like those images that are like at the top, that's why our channel has a little like mark in it. Like this is approved asset that we want our brand to be represented with um, goes a long way as well.
0: One of the big things to me is that, you know, we've seen this uh, explosion and um, adoption of label recognition technology. It's fundamental to Vivino and WineSearcher, all of which have a mutual interest in showing the product in its best light, both figuratively and literally. You brought up the the, the point about uh, cost, and just let me put things into context. You know, as an agency, we expect clients to provide us with this type of stuff. If they don't, then we have to go out and get it shot. And if we have to go out and get it shot, we have to pay a professional photographer to do it. And it it takes time and it costs a lot of money. You've put together an interesting way of charging for this stuff that allows the winery to do an, a portfolio and then ongoing work on a really, really affordable basis to the point that that's what got me excited and why I wanted to, to have you on, on, on the podcast, because my message to everybody is you all should be doing this. And I'm talking to importers, I'm talking to retailers, I'm talking to distributors, as well as uh, producers. So talk a little bit about the cost and how you uh, price it.
1: Yeah, so which again, our goal is to make it as easy and convenient for wineries, producers, imported distributors of all sizes. So we created our own internal currency, if you will. We call them shine credits. A little bit like the ticket at the fair, one shine credit equals one bottle shot. And the more credits you buy the cheaper the credit. So you have got right away volume discount. And a most uh, typical way to work with us is people purchase, for example, 25 shine credits for the year. So that means maybe they will right away like do six bottle shots of like the reds, let's say we're in the fall, for example. And then they already know they will want one or two images with christmas in mind like the holidays and then they know they have their white wine coming in the spring that we need bottle shots with as well and then i leave them with a couple of extra shine credits to do whatever they want so it's flexibility on like the, those assets, and at the same time, price, like convenient price. So just to give an idea, uh, it's we start at $65 per shine credit. Um, that's kind of like a lowest price. Of course, we offer enterprise pricing for bigger uh, volume wineries, but the idea exactly is just to make it super easy. One thing that I want to point out, so let's say you buy one bottle shot with one shank credit with us, which is sixty-five dollars. We, when you keep as you keep working with us, we make sure that this asset stays current with you at no extra cost. What does that mean by that? It means we take care of the vintage updates for you, so you never have this disconnect that is no longer okay. I mean, it was never okay, but even important, and a lot of people once again say, eh,
0: I don't want to have to work that hard. Yeah, you do.
1: <laughs> you do. You cannot be selling a 2021 Pinot Noir with a 2015 bottle shot. Like, it's just not right. Um, so we take care of those vintage updates for you for free. Uh, so that means it's like a one time and then we maintain it until you really change fully the design. We've been going so far, especially when it comes to rosé wines, for example, we know that year over year, the liquid color can change quite a bit, you know, so maybe like your rosé this year is much more pink than it was last year. We also make sure to readjust that liquid color to be, again, a perfect representation of what you are selling uh, right now. So we really try to make it easy that way.
0: Sixty-five dollars for a fabulous image, and obviously it can even be less expensive than that. One of the other, uh, so one of the other key things that I uh, urge my clients and people I talk to and people I teach is you really need to optimize the presence of your product online. And what I mean by that is not just the most current imagery and not just the highest quality imagery, but imagery in a variety of formats and uh, backgrounds, white versus black, so that other designers who are going to play with that to make it fit with their catalog or whatever it happens to be can do it. They're more likely to work with images that are easy to work with that they don't have to mess with. Um, So what it ends up being is you're providing better content. You will get better visibility and better placement, certainly for the, for, for the price, but more than that, the, by starting with the photograph and then also making sure that each of these sites, whether it's Drizzly, Vivino, uh, wine is, is one to start with now that has a beta open where you can upload all the information, latest ratings, latest uh, uh, reviews, latest uh, food and wine pairings, all that kind of stuff. And because people scrape or scrap, as you pronounced it, <laughs> the content online, oftentimes what you put on one site you'll find is... Picked up in other sites and and in many cases evergreen that that's the image that they're always using so you definitely want to put your best foot forward in optimizing your content but take it the next step you know one of the biggest complaints not complaints I guess criticisms I, I see about how brands use uh, their. Promote their products in social media. It's always bottle shots, bottle shots, bottle shots, bottle shots, and the bottles have pictures of the chateaus or the winery or the you know the area or something. And maybe there's really creative and colorful imagery and so forth. But that's really just one part of it. What's critically important, and anyone involved in social media these days will tell you, it's putting it in. A place, a, a a lifestyle image, kind of that defines the use and allows the retailer. I'm sorry, allows the the reader or the viewer to put themselves in that situation. So you were talking about Christmas. At Christmas, yeah, you want red and green. You want people there, and you want the funny hats and you want the decorations and all that kind of stuff. And on December 26th, you don't. Right, so you want to make sure that you have all that stuff that people can look at and say, "Gee, I can envision myself there." And and here's the reason I tell people this all the time: Look, I can't take you to this winery or that winery. I can't take you to Verona, but what we can do maybe is take Verona to you and put the wine into a lifestyle image. Tell us about how you handle lifestyle images and how that fits into this overall protocol of relatively affordable, fabulous uh, imagery.
1: Yeah. So if if your bottle shot is your ID picture, you know, the one that's, you know, on your passport, if you will, then I would really suggest that this is not the same picture that you use on your dating app, which often, you know, like that's how it comes <laughs> when you want to try to entice people to like buy your wine. So, yes, you've got your bottle shot. It's quite on purpose, like standardized, transparent background, a white background, and it's perfectly lit. And it does a job of making it clearly identifiable what product it is, and it's the true representation. But like you said, it can only go so far. like It's not only to itself enticing. So what's important is to make it easy for wineries to show situation and lifestyle. So the way we do that is we work this time with actual photographers, like one with camera, that work with us to create backdrop like environment if you will where wine would be perfectly enjoyed and that means it can be like dinner set dinner table or it can be at the vineyard or it can be you know more christmas settings like you said like Trying always to find this balance of not being stereotypical or over cheesy. So when we have some of the Christmas, for example, that have like ribbon and pine cone, we also have like some options that are much more like elevated, you know, like decors. And the idea is perfect image, and then you tell us out of the wines that you already have worked with us on the bottle shot, which bottles you want in that scene. So to keep again with this analogy of Hollywood, think a bit of the Avenger. You have the Avengers at the bottom in the city. And then CGI, you have the Hulk, which is much bigger and green. Uh, so think of it that way. Like You have the decor, perfect settings, uh, and then we drop in your 3D bottle. The end result is an hybrid image combining special effects and traditional photography, but to the eye of the beholder, it looks like a perfect uh, lifestyle image. So those are great for social media, but I would say not only. Social media is also great to have more off the cuff. I really encourage our customers to think beyond actually social media. We see a lot of views on uh, dedicated wine emails. So when you want people to sign up to your wine club or nowadays wine subscription, not that we're going to go like into that world, it's just like really having Beyond this bottle shot, like helping people figure, like, oh, how this wine subscription would fit into their lives, how they can entertain friends around a table and always have cool wine to talk about. And again, like gifting wine presents, again, like when we mentioned, like the holidays, that's really, really fun. And again, because we leverage 3 g technology here, it happens very fast. Uh, once we have done your bottle shot, you tell us the image you want, we put it together. Uh, it's between like three, three business days, again, before you can see a proof online making sure it's all according the way you want to and then we release the final final files for you to distribute wherever and again we encourage people to think beyond social media like it's one part but like there's actually such a life that that an image can have again let's say email great to also switch up your own website so when people like come back again your website it is not yet the same image (laughs) you know like it's just like so it's just like such such a life or when you next time you get featured for example uh you know like with a local newspaper like yeah provide them the bottle shot, and they may have not requested lifestyle image, but like, oh, I also have these. I
0: mean, I look at this as a no-brainer. I mean, it sounds like I'm selling this. I guess I kind of,
1: I am. I, I have no financial interest in this, people. Well, this project, exactly. You're not, you don't have a referral <laughs> affiliate link.
0: <laughs> in getting wineries and importers to have proper image libraries that can be used, is going to bring you into, you know, kicking and screaming into like the the 2000 and aughts. come on this kind of quality image and, and and let me differentiate the the quality level from it's not just like a background on a zoom call where you get some fluffiness on the on the shoulders this looks like it was actually in the picture that the the proportions are right and all that kind of stuff the lighting is consistent across all the pieces it's it's high quality stuff uh we did a recent email blast with uh with a retailer and we needed some lifestyle imagery i spent a thousand dollars on it I mean, here we could have done that for a couple of hundred great way of saving uh, money, but more importantly, providing the imagery that will differentiate your product from everybody else. Look at it this way. Every winery wants to be able to, to compete with the big guys, even though most of the ones that we're working with are priced higher and produce less right? So where's the challenge? How can you do it? This is one way that you can do that by having a library of assets. And the same thing happens in spirits with uh, drink recipes and drink photographs and so forth. But having a library of assets that is of high enough quality that people are going to want to use it, as opposed to being forced to use it. Um, again, the, the the name of the company we're talking with is uh, Outshinery. And this is uh, Laurie Miot. That's M-I-L-L-O-T-T-E. Would you give us your email? Because if people want to say, gee, I'd like to find out more about this, how could they reach you?
1: Absolutely. So you can find us on social media at OutShinery. And yeah, feel free to email me like Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E at OutShinery.com. And what I would encourage as well, um, you know, listeners to this podcast is even to give us a try. It's free no string attached. We don't ask for a credit card number. So if you go on our website, uh, slash uh, so outshannery.com slash free, uh, you can see for yourself, like, you know, seeing is believing, like we said. And yeah, you can get your first bottle shots and your first lifestyle image on the house. So you can really see how it works and what a difference it makes. Like, I've, you know, obviously, I'm quite passionate about this, <laughs> coming from the, the world of like design and communication. But the way you present yourself to the world as a winery you're any product or person for that matter, is one of the biggest return on investment that you can do. Like it's it's a small investment and it can really pay you back in spades. So I would really encourage you to not discard, whether you do it without channery or with somebody else. Like it's just something like, don't discount it. I know it technically doesn't sound like that important, but it's so, it so is. And one thing that I take a lot of pride as well uh, without channery is first the Clients we work with, they've been working with us for years. Like once they like, you have the solution, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. So it just feels very validating. But also we help the wine industry present themselves in more creative way. Like the, the team we work with, they just often get like a, a breath of fresh air and creativity on how they can market themselves. Like, you know, like I work with a creative director in the world of wine, it's just like really trying to, you know, go beyond, you know, the stereotypical like barrel, wine. Grape and cheese, you know, like these have a place, but like there's so much more. Like I think that's why I'm so passionate. Like wine is such an interesting product in the world of like um, consumers, uh, and I think we can just do so much more and um, be so much more enticing and sell much more uh, if we present ourselves. At the end
0: of the day, that that's what it's all about. You know, I, I get I get asked this all the time. I'm sure you do too. What's the best bottle of wine? And my answer is the one I just sold, right? And if this is going to help me sell it better, think of it as the best dressed facing on a shelf. So not only are people going to recognize it, they're going to reach their arm out for the last meter and pick it up. So I look at this as kind of a a no brainer. If you're in the wine industry, get high quality images. This is a really efficient way of doing it. And as a former agency guy, it it just alleviates so many problems and just makes it a lot easier to work with. So in terms of, uh, uh, I'm going to ask you about the big takeaway, but I'm going to give my big takeaway on On this, and that is if you cherry pick the three or four or five most important places where these resources are held so that's Vivino, Pix.Wine, and Wine Searcher they're all open to receiving high quality imagery, updated uh, vintage information, uh, critics' scores and reviews, and those kinds of things. And that's the kind of information that is absolutely mandatory to have out there all over the place. Because you're spending the money to send them the samples and do all this kind of stuff, so why do that and do a poor job of, uh, you know, presenting your product to it? So so much of me uh, kind of pitching the thing. I'm as passionate about it as Lori is because I think so many of my clients could benefit from this and just don't. So that was my big takeaway. I think you kind of alluded to yours, but uh, is there another big takeaway that you would like to phrase that,
1: of what we talked about today? What what can somebody do? My big takeaway is we cannot think that presenting. Wine brands, you know, just passable, like oh it's it's, it's okay, can't cut it anymore. And um, like it's just like you, you know like the the world of online everything, especially with the pandemic, has raised the bar across all industries. I maybe be my local coffee subscription and my local ro- uh, you know roaster to my cat leader that I get delivered to my door. Like you know, like this brand, technically cat leader, it's hard to be less sexy and their imagery is wonderful. Like even like the pack of like, and it's just why would a consumer accept poor quality images for the world of wine? A consumer does not know nor care that it is difficult to photograph. A customer doesn't know nor care that it's the three-tier system and it's difficult sometimes to send physical bottles to a great photographer. Like this is not the consumer's Problem. We know it's the reality of our industry, but at the end of the day, you have to present yourself at the same level, if not higher up, than what is now the standard.
0: I, I think that that kind of expresses it very, very clearly. So, again, the company name is Shinery. and again, I apologize for being so commercial, but I can tell you it, it saves so much hassle with a lot of the clients that I that uh, I work with to have a resource like that to rely on. It's almost like having a a, a design assistant in your back pocket for. Relatively cheap. So, and uh, I'd like to thank Laurie for coming up with the idea. I, I will admit I was wrong in the beginning.
1: You accept it. So it makes you still very right.
0: Now I do, and that's why I reached out to uh, to her to have on the show. Laurie, thank you for, for joining us.
1: Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate being here. And for my
0: listeners, we'll be back next week with another perhaps less commercial thing, but I'll be equally passionate about it, and uh, we'll have an interesting subject uh, to interview. So thank you all for listening to Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People on the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you. This is Steve Ray. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of the Italian Wine Podcast.